we really want to be people of love, you have to let God form us into a wall of brass. Or he says, a wall of brass, a pillar of iron, a fortified wall. From Wrestling with God Productions, this is Life Lessons from Jesus and the Church He Founded. Welcome to the podcast where we unpack stories from the Bible and explore 2,000 years of traditions and rituals in the church Jesus founded. I'm your host, Irish McMahon. Now our goal is to get a handle on God's purpose for creating us and His intentions for our lives. We also hope to recognize and understand God's expectations for our relationship with Him and what to worship and how to worship. Our guide for the journey is a man who doesn't take himself too seriously, but he's very serious about his relationship with God. He's Irish Catholic priest Father Len McMillan. In this episode, Father Len unpacks three Bible stories about love. In these stories, Jesus preaches some radically expanded boundaries for love, and they don't go over too well with the people. Father Len begins with a story of two women he knows to illustrate the traits God will help us develop and will surely need if we love like Christ. Here's Father Len. So in my former parish, I had the staff, and two of my staff members, they amazed me for this reason. Their names were Mary and Midge. And Mary and Midge, my joke about them, I found it funny, they didn't, is that on their tombstone, it should be written, soft heart, hard head, strong back. Because that is the perfect description of them. And when I say soft heart, they had this ability I was envious of. Because when you work in a parish, you get, you know, broken people, hurt people, crazy people. And when people come in and they're hurting, like Mary and Midge... They had this ability, just with a soft heart, that their love just kind of encompasses people and holds them together. And it's just amazing how they can create this, like, hedge, this field of love around somebody. That they just put it out there. So that's a soft heart. I wish I had that. But I really don't. I'm a little armored up in front, a little defensive. But, you know... They had no armor up in front, which means, you know, you're going to get hurt, but they could just love. I'm a little armored up, and you've met people like that. Haven't you ever met a priest who, like, there is just a rigid wall? One of my friends invited this priest over for dinner, and I said, well, how'd it go? And she, she said, well, a cleric showed up. You know, all that really showed up was a collar, but you never got to know his heart, nor will you ever get to know There is a wall around it. Does that make sense? Mary and Midge, they have this soft heart that can just love people. Just part of their great power. I was envious. But not just a soft heart. They had a hard head, too. And by hard head, uh, I admired that, too. They are never pushed around by anybody. Because there was this one guy in our parish who actually I liked, but my nickname for him was Angry Guy. Because Angry Guy, 
he did this really weird thing. He would come into the parish office because he's always right. And he would come in and he would intimidate and kind of yell at the women in my office. Never me, never the deacon, never, you know, a, a man. For some reason, oddly, he would just be yelling and berating women. Except, you don't do that to Mary and Midge. They have hard heads. And so, once, he did it to Midge. And Midge just looks at him, looked at him and said, you're not talking to me in that tone of voice, are you? And he immediately went, well, no, I, I just meant... After that, he always treated Midge with respect. Or Mary, Mary was always joyful, but Mary, she had the sense of power to her. But when I say power, I don't mean like a, a bear or a, like a lion. Nothing dangerous. She's, she's very joyful. Nothing dangerous. But so more like, and I know this sounds strange, like a horse. Have you ever been next to a big horse? You know that's powerful, but not dangerous. Like, you can't push that horse around. So I'd often tell Mary, Mary, you remind me of a horse. And she didn't take that as a compliment. I'm not, I'm not sure why, but like, Mary's soft-hearted, but you can never push her around. And so angry guy came into the office again once, and he goes over to Mary and starts yelling at her. And Mary, she just laughs and just, no, 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 no. She says, Haas, turn around, walk outside, and you come back through that door one more time, and you treat me right. And she's not mad, she's not upset, but he did it. And after that, he always treated Mary with respect. And the other women in my office would come and complain about angry guy, and they would complain... And, that anger guy's not treating him. And I don't mind saying something, but after watching Midge and Mary, I'd say, no, you got to learn how to stand up for yourself. You know, you don't have to be mean or angry. Mary and Midge, you know, they weren't getting crying. How dare you talk to me that way? You know, they went home happy. They have a hard head. You will treat them a certain way. And I said, you got to learn to be like Mary and Midge. Just demand that he treat you with respect and some love. But to be honest, they never, well, except for one, they never really did. They'd rather complain about it. So when I say Mary and Midge had a hard head, what I mean is they are not going to, you know, overreact. They have a hard head. You will treat them a certain way. And I love the combination of really the power to love and have a hard head. And when I say strong back, they're really great workers. But that idea of a soft heart that can really love, it also needs a hard head. You need both. And you see that in actually all three readings. Look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah, uh, it starts with, uh, God says, I knitted you together in your mother's womb. I created you for a purpose. And he becomes this priest, and even as a kid, he loved religion. He loved his people. He loves God. And he becomes a priest. And he is a prophet of love. But the problem is, when he speaks out against the problems that were in their society, the other priests, they were quite corrupt. They didn't want to push love. They wanted to push we're better than other people. And so God says, 
Jeremiah, you need to become a wall of brass. I told you, I love that line. A wall of brass. All of us here need to be the same. If we really want to be people of love, you have to let God form us into a wall of brass. Or he says, a wall of brass, a pillar of iron, a fortified <laughs> wall. Like, no, we are not going to give in to certain things. If you really want to love, you have to become this wall of brass. And so Jeremiah, he believes in love and he's going to push, push it. And, of course, the people don't like that. They don't like having their hate exposed. And the problem is, like the other priests, they love to say how orthodox they are. And with Jeremiah, they don't like what he has to say. And so at first, they start this gossip campaign against him. And when he's not intimidated by that, they go further. They literally try and kill him. So the odd part is that, wow, this sounds strange. This other sub-theme is, if you ever notice in Scripture, those people who love to proclaim themselves as more orthodox than anybody else oftentimes are the most dangerous. It's this really weird thing. Happens in the first reading, happens in the, in the gospel reading. You know, they're so orthodox that they don't really have to be moral or loving. Be very careful of that. It's like angry guy. Angry guy thinks he's always right, so he can talk down to other people. So my point being, as I love the connection, that to really be, have a heart of love... You also have to learn how to be a wall of brass. You have to have a hard head. Same thing goes on today's gospel, where Jesus gives his first homily. So Jesus gives his first homily, and guess what the subject is? Love. So the teaching starts off with love. That's pretty obvious. But the problem is, when Jesus preaches on love, the people are used to just hearing, God loves you. And Jesus pushes the boundaries of love, that God just doesn't love you, God loves those people too. Well, they don't like that. They just want to hear God loves us. And the problem is, when he first starts preaching, they really love it. But then he goes too far. Jesus didn't know when to shut up. And when he says no, and he uses two examples, two of the prophets, two of the prophets, one of them, uh, Elijah, he goes and cures their worst enemy and shows them love. Elisha does the same thing. He goes to the enemies of Israel and works miracles and converts them. He says, no, that's how God is. God loves everyone. God just doesn't love you. God even loves those people. God even loves the Canadians. And it's not saying about God. What Christ is saying is that, wow, if you call yourself a follower of God, you push the boundaries of love. You're going to force yourself to try and love everyone. And for the love of God, if you call yourself Christian, you better be trying to push the boundaries of love. Because I think a lot of people call themselves Christians, and what they mean is, God loves me. Big deal. If you call yourself Christian, it means that you're pushing the boundaries of love. And they find this unacceptable because they're like, you know, hundreds of years ago with Jeremiah. We are the orthodox ones. God loves us. God doesn't love those people. And so what Jesus says 
they think sounds like he's a heretic. And so they're not going to, you know, they're not going to put up with this. Now, it just shows. Preaching love can be very dangerous because they decide they need to kill him. So they take him to this cliff. And what they're going to do is stone him because they consider him a heretic, that we've got to love those people. And so they take him to a cliff because in Judaism, there's two ways you can stone somebody. You can either throw the stone at them or you can stro- throw them at the stone. <laughs> so they take him to a cliff and they're going to throw him off and then if he survives, they'll throw stones at him. But think about this. This is a fir- his first homily is on you have to push the boundaries of love and immediately they want him killed. He's a heretic, which means we follow a heretic. We follow a heretic that believes that you better be pushing the boundaries of love. Now, miraculously, he just walks through, but you know eventually he will be crucified for his position on love. We should be in the same position, that we should push the boundaries of love. You know, unfortunately, I've got to tell you, in religion, the cheap stuff sells. The cheap stuff is saying, oh no, God just loves us. Or we are so orthodox, unlike those people. And then you think you're fine. But the first homily of Jesus is basically you've got to push the boundaries of love. Now the odd part is what it shows is that sometimes religious people say they want to hear the word of God, but only if it already agrees with everything they think. Or one person said, and I find this true, a lot of people are devoted to God. God, as long as God is in the image that they like. Jesus is pushing the boundaries of love. And my point being is that, well, then so shouldn't we? You know, if we claim to be Christian, then we're the ones who are constantly forcing ourselves to push the boundaries of love. Our community is supposed to create this push of love. How about we want to push the boundaries? So that when I die, and I stand before Christ, Christ who is the source of all love and life, the question is, did I love like Christ? The question will not be, God loves you. The question of you is, how far did you push the boundaries of love? Because I'm going to let you in a secret. I'm kind of a grumpy guy. Like, I, I'm meant to be, my best attribute is that I'm really good at arguing and fighting. That's my strong point. So I need more people to be like Mary and Midge, to be this example of both soft-hearted and hard-headed that, that can say, no, Haas, you need to walk outside and come back in. You, know, you don't talk to people in that tone of voice. I need pe- uh, to belong to a community that wants to push it higher, not the community of hate that says, oh, no, we're perfect the way we are. It's everybody else who needs to change. Jesus, in his first homily, he pushes the boundaries of love. You say, say you're a follower of Christ, then yes, we too, like Jeremiah, from our mother's womb, we are knitted to love other people and God. But you have to become this brass wall. There's certain things we, we won't accept. Hatred, anger. We need to be like Mary and Mid sometimes. And so, in the end... I hope that epitaph fits all of us, that we become people of incredibly soft hearts and hard heads. Yeah, what a concept. Soft hearts and hard heads. 
Some serious antidotes to anger and hate, don't you think? Thanks for listening to this episode of Life Lessons from Jesus and the Church He Founded. We hope it helps you grapple with the true purpose of your life and deal with the messiness and mysteries, challenges and difficulties that this crazy life seems to throw at all of us. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, like, or follow, and give it a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast. And we welcome your feedback. It's really easy to get that to us. You can just shoot me an email. My address is irish at www.productions.org. That's irish at www.productions.org. Or you can text me or leave me a voicemail at 208-391-3738. That's 208-391-3738. And if you'd like to check out the Bible stories that Father Len unpacked in this episode, you'll find them in the Highlights, Ideas, and Wisdom below this episode in your podcast app. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.